Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five of the Back Soccer Podcast. This is our special holiday edition. Uh, we are here on the week of Christmas and we actually just finished recording a special video that is up on YouTube. Go ahead and check us out on our, our Five at the Back YouTube channel uh, in which we, uh, we got each other some secret Santa gifts and, uh, and we sent them to each other's houses and, and had no idea who was sending, sending what. Um, somebody might have even gotten some coal. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check it out. I know at least one of the, one of the gifts will uh, definitely make you laugh. If you know anything about soccer at all, uh, you'll enjoy it. So um, special shout out to Eric for uh, sending along probably the most precious of all gifts. Uh, a DVD about Man United's treble winning season. Um, hopefully, maybe one of your teams can get to get to there, uh, maybe in the next century. So, all right. Um, just a quick reminder: we have our Twitter account at FIVEATB. Come send us a message. Um, we will be having some more guest pickers in the new year. Uh, so, if you'd like to be a guest picker, send in your name. We would love to have you. Uh, and for now, what we're going to do is um, we're going to start a little special segment. Let's talk about what it is we want Santa to bring our teams for the new year. Where, where are we lacking? Where, what do we want to see? What do we want? And I'll kick it over to the team that needs the most. Scott Spurs. Oh, really? man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess. We're the lowest in the table. That's what I went off of. Yeah, so oh. it's, uh, it's a tough one. So uh, my thing right now is I wish Jose was more comfortable using more of, of the squad. We have a pretty big squad, but he's been reluctant to use some of the players in the league. Um, Vinicius has barely played in the league. Bale hasn't played much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Bale was pretty good against Leicester in the second half. He was kind of playing like a hold up number nine on the wing type deal. Like he was getting a lot of the balls in and then, circulating play from the right wing instead of playing it up to Kane since Kane was dropping deep. So the ball was coming into the right wing and Bale was playing it to Regalon or, or um, one of the guys in the middle. So we've got plenty of players in the attacking, you know, in midfield ending the attack. Delhi doesn't play very much. Bale doesn't play very much. Vinicius doesn't play very much. And the style that we've been playing, you know, sitting back and pressuring the ball and hitting on the counter. Sometimes when you think about it, low block, highly defensive setup it's not a lot of running but the way that we play it is pretty especially with the number of matches we've played already it's pretty intense in the from the physical running perspective so I, I would wish Jose to have more trust in the squad I was happy to see Delhi get some minutes in the last couple of matches I think he'll actually start we play Stoke in the Carabao Cup coming up this week I think he'll start that match with Bale um, so that, that's one thing um, and from that, a, a kind of a, a, a spring from that would be more players supporting Kane and Son and the goal scoring efforts. I think those are the two things that we need the most because it's easy. It's kind of easy. You know, we saw Liverpool do it. We saw Leicester do it. We saw Palace do it. You crowd out the middle when we're, we win possession back. You crowd out the middle so Kane can't get the ball on the counter. And then what? We're at, Okay. What's, what's the next move? So I think that those two things combined will, will free us up a little bit. We have good players. Like, we, we need to stop this. I understand Liverpool. I understand Chelsea setting up a certain way to nick a point 
or maybe scratch and grab three points. But we were too good. Our, our players are too talented to not unleash them a little bit more. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Who do you see being your third? I mean, because right now I think the entire world is aware of how potent your attacking two are. Who do you see stepping up and providing that third threat? We have two players. We have two in the squad who have at some time been recognized as top in the league, top in, in the world even. That's Bale and Delhi. Um, Skiff, don't make a face. Bale was the third best player in the world when we sold him to Madrid. And Delhi, when he was flying with Pochettino, was one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. I, you can make whatever face you want to. Um, both of them are proven goal scorers in the league. And they could both come in and play together in the setup, honestly. So either one of the two coming in and supplementing. They're both creative enough and good enough finishers that they could slot in either one and kind of play either role. Now, the thing about Sun, Sun kind of has to be on the end because he's not super creative. Um, but Kane, Bale, Delhi, any of them could drop or or finish. So, But it's up to it's up to Jose, though, because he hasn't played Bale 90 minutes yet. So, When's the last time Gareth Bale scored a goal? He scored uh, the winner against Brighton. Yeah, not too long Thank you ago. For asking. How, about, how about a game in play? Do in what? the run of play, not a penalty he, kick. I don't think he scored one in the league yet. It's been like 10 years since he scored in the Premier League. It's been a long time, Scott. Y'all, come on. Don't be that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being the Grinch. I'm being Krampus. I'm Krampusing no, it. I'm I mean, sorry. But, but part of it, I mean, but okay, The in all honesty, you know, he has been dealing with injuries. He has been working back into the Premier League reality. I mean, like, it's not Lily that it's not. And even then, he wasn't getting, like, crazy amounts of playing time. So, like, I, th- I don't necessarily think it's fair to expect him to just slot back in and be like, okay, hit the ground running, pumpkin, go. Um, you know, but uh, anyway. So, so the thing the, the thing that's obvious is Bale isn't, like, he doesn't have 10 out of 10 pace. He used to be the fastest player on the pitch at all times. He's not that anymore. He's got above average pace. He can still beat defenders. He's not going to be, you know, knock the ball 20 yards and run around a guy like he did in the Copa del Rey um, against Barcelona. But um, he can still beat them. But he's so technically gifted. Like, he's a good passer. His finishing is still – like, some of the free kicks he's hit are – like, he's got plenty to contribute. Um, and Delhi can do anything. Just needs to be one of the two, and it could be one in Europa and one in the Premier League, and they rotate. It really doesn't matter. It, but the fact that they both get time, and they've like Delhi has been reintroduced, that to me means that he's doing something Jose wants in training. Because you're, it doesn't matter who you are. If you could be anybody in the world, if you're not doing what you need to do in training, Jose is not going to put you out there. So the fact that he's been been reintroduced, he's got several matches in a row. I think that's that's telling. That'll be very helpful for us. So that's what I'm hoping. Jen, what do you want for Christmas? Who's your holiday special, or what is it? It doesn't have to be a player. <laughs> okay. Um, God, I could go so many different ways with this. That's what... um, right. Okay. So. Uh, like, okay, so from a 
purely strategic point, um, I honestly would like some help at defense right now. Um, I feel like uh, some guys to play in the center of the pitch in the back of the field would probably make me feel a little less anxious when I watch. Um, wherever that may come from. Uh, it, it has been very exciting to see um, footage of uh, Virgil um, back and training and not wearing like this humongous brace on his knee and all this stuff that you normally expect with knee surgery. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, but as far as the stocking stuffer, um, Scott Parker is obviously married, so that's unfortunate. And um, Mikel Arteta, I don't know if he's married or not, but poor man obviously has a lot on his plate right now. Um, you know, I... He may have I, some free time soon. Yeah, No, right? No, he just uh. needs some time. He just needs time. Well, I mean, and, and that would be the thing. I think, <clears throat> in all honesty, I, I've, I think they're going to let him... He's, they're going to let him tread water until the end of the season. They're going to give him a January transfer window and see how that works. Um, I did not take this in the direction of Christmas gifts, but anyway, huh, that's that's kind of where I'm going. Okay. Uh, Eric, oh, ho, ho, ho. Santa Claus is bringing you a present. What you got, bud? You're so, you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, uh, for Festivus, I've got like five grievances I want to air, but, you know... <laughs> Well, the first, you can do Festivus. Yeah, you're funny, dude. Come on, squeeze. Well, the first, the first thing is like, like Jen said, just to have that, uh, the, the center backs healthy. You know, I, even if it's not, obviously not going to be Gomez or not going to be Van Dyke, to sign a couple guys in the the January transfer window to kind of help that, help Fabinho and Phillips and and Williams out there. That's number one. Number two, to have Tiago healthy. I mean, we, who is this guy? I begged all summer to sign him, right? All summer and. He kind of looked good the first game and a half, and now he's out. So to him to come back in some capacity um, in January or, or beyond would be great. Have Ajota the same thing. Another great signing was thrilled when he signed him, when he scored six, seven goals, and then promptly gets hurt too. So we all know that, you know, Mane and, and uh, Salah are going to get, you know, their, their slumps. You know, aside from the last game, you know, Mane was on a big slump. He was hustling, and it just wasn't dropping for him. It just wasn't happening. So in order to – and I said all summer I was banging on about this – in order to – kind of let that not happen, you know, sign Joda. We did, and he's, he's hurt. So for those two uh, healthy to get, uh, to get back healthy would be great. Uh, also to, you know, one thing about, and I can't complain about Klopp at all. He's my guy, and I'm going to probably cry buckets when he leaves because you look at our group chat, I talk about Klopp all the time. I think he's a great guy. But, but the one thing I, I think I would have him fix with the team is the banana, banana skin games. You know, we one, one to Fulham is just inexcusable. There's just no way, even with half – half our team injured there's just no way you should lose that game if we would have lost the spurs or drew spurs they're 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 a great side there's no shame in that but to, to lose fulham and last year to, to um to watford it's just i don't it just drives me crazy we dropped those uh the lower uh table uh to the lower table side so other than that i i can't really complain and so that would be my wishes i think i think you needed the deflected goal against fulham not against spurs and maybe the, the pick play on Dyer to score from the corner, you should have won that one against Fulham instead. Maybe you would have gotten those three points. For those of you keeping score at home, that's five Liverpool injury shots you need to take now. 
You know what? I honestly, I, I'm, and maybe Skiff will bring this in. Like, I feel like almost we need to lay hands on people and just be like, pray for their protection. And, you know, like, and, and Scott, Bummer, you should be in on this too, because intercessory prayer, prayer is like no joke. And you need to keep those two front maestros healthy if y'all are going to have a fighting chance of seeing no, the season out like you want it to. Nah. I think this is just a result of uh, somebody in your in your you know clan sold themselves to their soul to the devil to win the championship last year, and this is this is the result. I mean, this oh, is we're we're paying we're we're you're paying, paying the piper paying it's for now. It, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. the 2013, I don't know who it was, but... 2013 Florida State. We've been paying <laughs> exactly. the price exactly. ever since. It's, so it's bleeding over to Liverpool now. Is that what you're saying? No, no, it's the same thing. No, it's the same idea. Oh, we, we, oh yeah. I thought you were saying like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're about I'm to like, find out that some damn, boosters so and like, clop okay. aren't getting along. Charles, what did Santa Claus bring <laughs> uh, you? Why, why don't you? Why don't you finish this one off since you we're on the Liverpool train? Oh, okay. Well, I hope Santa Claus brings every other team the same amount of injuries that we had this year. That's what I hold. That's what I hope because I am Krampus. I am not Santa Claus. He is going to bring the rest of your team the same injury luck. Krampus, skiff, injury luck for the rest of the Premier League. Back to you, Charles. Uh, I'll tell you what. Santa Santa brought an early Christmas present this past weekend, and I'm going to get more into it when we uh, discuss the games. But, man, who saw Scott McTominay scoring two goals in the first three <laughs> minutes against Leeds? <laughs> Boy, okay, that, that – made everybody smile ear to ear. I'm not, I'm not lying. Um, if I had to, if I had to ask for a few things, <clears throat> it, for one, it would be for uh, Pogba's form to continue. <clears throat> he's actually playing well right now and he looks like he's interested and, and you know, just let that go until continue to the end of the season. I would absolutely love that. Um, I would love for Martial and Greenwood to find their scoring boots again um that's they they've they've gone missing um they've been playing decently uh but they could definitely get back to their scoring ways um we would would, united would definitely appreciate that um but overall honestly consistency i would just love for this not to be like we we've we've hit that consistent run of form where it's about to be the time where we start peeking through our fingers as to when is the train going to fall off the tracks because uh, Ole's whole thing is being consistently inconsistent. And if it holds true to form, that means, uh, yeah, some we're going to have some really bad results coming up soon. And I really, really want Santa not to deliver me bad results. Just let, let the consistency finally settle in. Let it stay. Let it stay. Let it go. Martial, let it go. <laughs> Martial had one of the most sumptuous first touches I can remember. <laughs> against Leeds. I think it was early second half. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. And then he fluffed oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then he fluffed but, it. Yeah. Oh, God. It was like oh. you couldn't have – he couldn't have, like, picked it up with his hands <clears throat> and put it where he wanted it any better. The, the only touch that I saw this weekend that was better than that one was the James Madison goal that was ruled out oh, by word. his armpit hair being off offsides. No, it was <laughs> It was multiple armpit hairs. Okay, multiple armpit hairs. Four or five. So, right. that, okay. that goal should have been just allowed just based on the mm. skill of what he did because it was glorious. I wasn't even mad at that. 
Yeah, it was a glorious goal. Scott said it before he likes Madison too. Well, he's just too good. Like every match, he's too good for Leicester. He's he's too good in every match. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic player, and I hope he doesn't stay at Leicester long because he doesn't deserve to be there. That's that's the truth. Like he's a he's a Madrid player. He's a Barcelona (laughs) player. He's a Bayern player. Seriously, he's not a Spurs player. No, he he could play anywhere in the world like i'll yeah, just, like really i could. know i know you're kidding but like he's i am kidding yes he <laughs> is in that level of creator yeah, yeah it's, it's, he's I, I could i could easily see him getting offers to move overseas and um it wouldn't surprise me if he took him i mean after after all the speculation this past summer of him moving and then not getting anything as a result of it and um yeah once once the europe the other european giants find their their financial footing um, I see Madison as it's, easily as somebody who goes. I think he and Grealish are super interesting. Like to me, in my mind, they're forever mm-hmm. linked, and mm-hmm. that, like that age group and that position, like they're both a similar age and they both play in the same area of the field, but they're so different. Like Grealish will never leave England because yep. the way he plays. Yep. Um, but Madison is a continental player. Like he could play in at Bayern, he could play at Barcelona, he could play at Real Madrid. Uh, it those two. And, and we were Spurs were linked to both before they went to Leicester and years ago at, at Villa. So that's kind of why they're linked to me. Mm-hmm. But they're, I think they're so interesting to watch. And as they grow, I think it'll be super interesting to see how they kind of grow and how they diverge stylistically and where they end up career-wise. I don't think either one of them are at their last club. Oh, no. I agree. I completely agree. So, all right. So now that we've uh, gone through what we want our teams to see, we would absolutely 100% love to hear from you guys. So send us a tweet. Let us know what do you want for your team? Where where do you want to see them go? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you want to see them get better. So, um, yeah, let us know. Do you want them to buy players? January transfer window opens soon. Um, do you want them to, you know, have, get healthier a la Liverpool? Uh, what, what do you want to see from your team? Send us a tweet at F-I-V-E-A-T-B on Twitter. All right. Let's, let's talk about some really, not necessarily surprising results, but surprising score lines this weekend. Woo, we had some goals. Sorry, Scott. The rest oh. of us had some goals <laughs> scored this weekend. I was about wow. to say, we... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that uh, the the Fresh Prince of of Bel Air meme with Uncle Phil. Yeah, we we, we. <laughs> no we no no not we y'all y'all. Oh man! You know Between what? In the... all honesty, it's just well, actually, actually, we did score a goal. One goal. We did Toby. Toby all the <laughs> Toby scored. scored a goal. Yeah. Toby oh, scored. Oh y'all. So that was that was that was Aurier's fault though. Like I don't blame that on Toby one bit. Both goals we conceded. <laughs> Where Serge Aurier just derping his way yeah. into a, a well, I mean, but I, I think it just because you guys didn't have a good weekend doesn't mean that threat's not always there. So. Couple, oh, no. couple of weeks, three games in a row, yeah. bad results for Tottenham. Thanks, thanks. Okay, Let's get back to the positive side of things. Let's talk about the solid Solve the wound. Go ahead. 13 no, goals between Liverpool and United this weekend. 13. That is how the scored. map works. Are we talking about the Villa oh. and Spurs matches you guys played? or Oh, you're talking yeah. this weekend. Oh, sorry. We're, we're talking about games that matter. They all count we're li- the same. So we're, that li- means, we're living hold in the up, hold up, hold up. The beautiful thing. Okay, so we've given up seven. <laughs> Right, exactly. And we've scored seven, so we're at a net zero. So I'm right. totally here for same it. With, same with United. You're just making up your goal difference. Sure. 
That's what it is. Now we're ahead and, and moving into third. So, right. so in all honesty, I think almost all seven of those goals for Liverpool could have been nominated for goal of the season. I mean, every single one of them. I think they had eight shots on goal or something stupid like that, and they scored seven goals. Like, it was, it was, it was dumb. Incredible finishing. Like, yeah. I was, I was so mad. I was watching that game. I'm like, eh, got Mo Salah sitting on my bench as my captain. Got Son as my <laughs> vice captain. Like, was so heated. I was like, this is the stupidest game ever. And what does he do? Come in, two goals and assist, and just like. Okay. You know, there was some speculation at midweek. He got misquoted. Uh, you had an Egyptian teammate say he wants to go to Barcelona, oh, Real Madrid. And yeah. That's a bunch of rubbish. Misquoted. All he does is go in and just bang two goals and going to assist. Uh, oh, I think he's, what, leading the leading the charts now for uh, most goals in the season? I mean, 13. insane. Wait, so, so the fact that he scores goals means he doesn't want to leave? Is that what that means? I think that, you know, in all honesty, I think that, he wants to be the greatest player possibly stats wise in Liverpool history. He already scored the most champions league goals. He already is out. I mean, he's one of the best, if not, you got to ram top five pure goal scores, maybe players in Liverpool history already, maybe 10. I think he wants to do it all. I don't think he won't, he's going anywhere. He's I, I don't think Barcelona, right, can, okay. I don't think Barcelona can afford him. He's too well, humble for that. No, no, well, he's too but... humble. <laughs> I mean, yeah, direct quote, no, he said no, he wanted but, to win it all and have the most okay. stats, so. But, I mean, well, okay, like, if we go on to, I mean, we all know we're shaped by our childhood. We all know that we're shaped by, you know, the expectations that we have that are kind of thrust upon us as far as, you know, situations. Yes, I mean, it totally makes sense that, you know, Real Madrid and, uh, you know, the the – the monsters of La Liga and um, the Bundesliga. I mean, like we know those are going to be draws to these top tier players, but I think, I mean, personally, I think Mo is savvy enough to recognize when he's got a good thing going on and would he consider an offer? Of course he would. He's a businessman. I mean, like he's, you know, he's, he's doing, he's, he's setting his family up for multi-generational wealth. He'd be an idiot not to listen. Does he complete the transfer, though? It kind of depends on how they work themselves out. How old right now, he? I don't think they're a good move. It's like 29. I don't think that, I don't think that Barcelona Real can afford him right now. I don't think that Bayern buys him. I think PSG No, Bayern, says, Bayern will not do it, no. PS, PSG or Barcelona, if they dump Messi and get out of their financial mess. But the Giants of La Liga... They're not giants right but now. Does, does he Bar- really want to follow Messi? I mean, the, the scrutiny no. and the pressure he would have over it. No. Barcelona can't afford him even if they sell Messi. And Real's not good enough. Like, you guys are just, not to be rude, you guys are just lucky that yes. the situation is what 100%. it is. 100%. I agree. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah, way, I mean, th- thanks, Barcelona, for paying the full 142 million pounds based on appearances for Coutinho after this week. That that's the greatest full transfer fee. We appreciate it, Barcelona. Thank you. Yeah, there's so a Christmas gift. You know what? Let's be. Can we be honest? We're friends now, right? Can Can we be honest about this thing? Finally, you, got, you guys <laughs> months and months later. You You guys complain about injuries, but there's only two that matter, and you haven't had them. It's Salah and Mane. 
Okay, so I guess injury crisis Fair. is a thing. Uh, that's not... Well, hold on, hold on, no. hold on, hold on. Okay, no, all right, all right, all right, hold on. But uh, I don't know if it's... you could really reduce it down. Like, I, okay, I, you can't say that Virgil's injury isn't a crisis. No, We've no, no, navigated no, I, it successfully, but it's that. not a crisis. So, okay, okay, no, no, just just take a step back. Put Virgil in the back line. Take Salah out. Yeah, you. if you lose Salah or Allison for any length of time, those are your two injuries. Mane, I think you could, or even you could accommodate. S- I mean, Salah disappears like the invisible man sometimes, and that's with Mane in the team. Don't roll your eyes. You know it's true. Eric has talked about it like a hundred times. He's right. It, <laughs> Mane, it, ha- it happens. Mane, Mane, Mane of- is consistent, at least. And oh, he's Salah, a workhorse. He's Salah, amazing. Right. And, and Mane- we all know, from, and of course, Firmino was going to score the goal to beat Spurs because I've talked so much crap about him. But like Firmino and, and, Mane being your two goal threats. Okay. Like, it, I just think this, like, I know Jose poked the bear a bunch and that cracked me up, you know, to no end. But the injuries you can't afford to have, you haven't had those. You just, like, the way you play, like, those two are so important. Like, it's just, the whole injury thing is just blown out of proportion. Oh, God, Nabi Keita's got a hamstring. Oh, oh no, please. Tiago he's his big toes hurt who cares you didn't have him six months ago and you won the title like get out of here with this stuff the two you can't have are fine it's like you're relying on origi up front so charles how about those six goals uh, by united <laughs> we had a good day uh i'm hey. i'm not gonna lie that was you know that was probably the best way we could welcome leads back to the Premier League. <laughs> I hope Christian was just reveling in it. I I'm I would be shocked if Christian had clothes on for most of that match. Like he was probably running <laughs> around in the, in the street down. naked, yeah. Um, with his mask on because we oh, fa- safely, safely. Yes. yes. Socially distant, yes. Socially distanced uh, celebrations without pants on. Um yeah, that was honestly, I mean, it's, it, it obviously surprised everybody, but United played the, they played the better game. They beat Leeds at their own, you know, tactical style. I mean, Bielsa came out before the game started and he said, we're not going to sit back and try and just, you know, prevent that, you know, United from countering. We're going to play our style of football, open, fast, running. Uh, that's, and, and Ole was like, cool do it and he, he dared him to do it and and united controlled um you know almost every aspect of that game the the two goals that that leads did score were actually quite good um the the header off the corner um you know snuck it off of the back post away outside of you know uh, De Gea's outstretched arm and uh, that goal by uh, i think it was dallas um who scored it coming up the middle of the pitch and just turned and curled it around the outside i mean they they had to score great goals to to even get something uh, but we had that thing well in hand um, the big difference that i saw between united playing leeds and liverpool's game against palace was palace gave up after three goals i mean skiff you may be right so i think liverpool scored some great goals in that game but they didn't necessarily have to score great goals for that entire game. Palace, they sunk their heads. Roy Hodgson sat back and, and I don't know, maybe he just woke up from a nap and decided he was hungry, but he wasn't interested in, in directing 
callous towards a uh, any type of a successful um, outing. Bielsa, on the other hand, was on his team's butt the entire time for them to play up to their potential, play up to their style, and Leeds didn't quit to the end. So um, I they, commend United even more for that. Uh, they that had chances, effort. though. It, it was oh, yeah, they definitely had chances. It was at two 0 Bamford had an. And I'm not going to say it's an easy finish because very few in the league are easy. But Bamford could have made that 2-1 within like the 10th minute, and that would have looked a little different. But it, it wouldn't have mattered, though. United were rampant, and Leeds were like the Leedsiest I've seen them. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, though. I We talked with Christian last week about the red rose, white rose thing. And then mm-hmm. Arlo and uh, – God, what's what's the – the lead commentator's name, yeah, well, whoever it was, they referenced, yeah. they referenced the red rose, white rose thing several times. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool during the match. Cause I had no clue until a week ago that that was even a thing. So yeah. Um, Yay, the, history. Leeds, <laughs> it does make it more fun. It was like yeah. the most fun match to watch because it was like, all right, there's two of us. There's a hundred yards. Who's who wants it? Cause I might just beat you and then run for a hundred yards and there will be no one to stop me. Like it was yeah. just full metal nonstop f- fun to watch. I didn't care who won. It was just, there were chances and chances <laughs> and chances, turnovers and turnovers and chances. And, and it, it could have been 10, eight and that wouldn't have surprised me. So and, I mean, there could have been, there could have been a lot of goals for sure. Um, yeah. That was one of the things that, I mean, even, you know, I mean, United only scored six, but that was the first time that, I mean, the, the wide consensus was that United could have easily scored 10, if not 12. Oh, I mean, yeah. Martial missed two sitters um, that he definitely should have scored. It was, it was, I mean, uh, again, not upset by any means at the results, but I mean, to see, to see that level of play from United, is extraordinarily encouraging makes you happy to be a fan like it's kind of stuff that's why you bring in a manager you want to you want your, to see your team play well and and that was exactly what we wanted to see it was the complete opposite of what we saw at red bull leipzig a, a few weeks back so to um to flip this around and make it about me because you know i'm, I'm good at that um, so we'll we'll pivot here so palace got the point against spurs mm-hmm. last last saturday two Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. And we created plenty. Like Guaita was just like on his head, saving everything he, left he had and a right. Great day. And then he like, what did he switch his arms against Liverpool? Like, I don't know what he was doing, but there were, he could have stopped a couple of those goals. And it was like, he completely forgot. It's like, wait, am I supposed to kick it in the net myself? Or should I help you? Or like, what, what's happening here? Because the goal behind me is open. And I don't know what I'm doing. And, and then leads. So you guys just crush leads. We play them. I think next mm-hmm. week or, next week, or yeah. I guarantee you they will be like the firmest, most organized, <laughs> well-drilled. Like that's just like Dr. Tottenham. Like I've talked about it yeah. before. Like we treated Palace and then they <laughs> they let it all out on us. And then this is one of those roll over for Liverpool. I'm really curious to see what how Leeds responds to the Christmas period because you know, they, they're widely regarded as the fittest team in, in the Premier League, given, you know, the amount of distance covered and, and how much effort Bielsa demands. When do we start to see the wear and tear of that? I mean, we've already seen it with some of the some of the top six teams. I mean, you know, you see players out there looking tired, looking worn out because of that lack of a, of a real break over the summer. Um, you know, Leeds is not immune to the break. I mean, they're, they're the, the championship God, didn't, not. you know, the championship didn't end that much earlier than the the Premier League did. I mean, what was it, a week? Don't they play 46 matches too? They play. Uh, I think they do. 24 Um, clubs. Yeah, but either way, like, 
how how are they going to hold up to this? I mean, what what, what injuries are we going to start to see with them? What kind of squad rotation are we going to see with them? Because I haven't seen a whole lot of real rotation from them. It's pretty much been the same starting yeah, 11. Starting 11. Yeah, it has you been. You know who's, who's been electric for them lately? Rafinha. He mm-hmm. actually looked really good against United. He's recently just gotten integrated into the team. Like, I yeah. think he, he could be a, a presence with pace and electricity that buoys them. Yeah. So those, those shots does, he had were... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. them not playing European football help them last longer? I mean, I think, they, they they'll playing, I think they'll end up playing about the same games as the amount of games they did in the championship with European football. It's I mean, just the level of their competition has gone up. I th- yeah. The way Bielsa trains them, I think that they'll be it, – it'll savage. They'll either get hurt or they'll run for four hours. I mean, it's there's no in-between. He, like, he views running as more than just closing down. It is a, a sacrifice for the team. It's a, there's a metaphorical thing with him about running. It's not just run to close down. It's I'm running 14 kilometers because – that means I care more about the team than running 12. Like he's just weird. Like it, that type of thing matters more like Jose Klopp, Olair, like, okay, I need to, you know, Delhi's done this and Bale's done that. I need to take him back. Uh, Bill says like, all right, Bamford, you've only run nine kilometers. Get out there for another 30 minutes and make it 12 before you get out of here. Like, I don't even want to see you sweat. He, it's just, he's just weird. Like there's no telling. I mean, you, you have the game. Did anybody catch the Burnley Wolves game? That Burnley smash mouth game where they threw in a couple of free kicks and just you know kicked the door in on wolves and and got their points like this is it the season's just been so interesting with the the contrasting styles and and the way that everybody has played and kind of navigated it's just it's been a fascinating season and what we're only about one about one third of it so wolves, part wolves think- struggled and then they play spurs dr spurs part of what i think now. is so interesting about burnley is they started out the season missing some key pieces at least my understanding and then some of those Tarkovsky. pieces have been yeah they've been reintegrated back into the squad and we see the effects of that and so they dropped what like their first six or something i mean like they're down in the table because of their horrendous start but they've kind of come back up and I I can't remember who it was but somebody recently said it'd be really interesting to see um Sean Dyche have like really quality players and see what he could do with a squad that has the quality that some of these upper they have like they have like 14 players total so when they lose two it's like can they even fill out their bench I wonder I, – I, I talked about Daesh as my coach of the year last year. Um, I wonder if he could cope, though, with expectations and with a big squad and with, you know, some of these things. Okay. He's got a – I don't know. I, I think he's really good and he's underrated. And for what he's got and what he's dealing with, what the amount of money they've not spent and what their revenue is, okay. I, I think that's um, – especially. But it would be an interesting experiment no, to no, see, you know, give somebody, you know, like – some Arsenal, real good quality Arsenal. players, maybe. Well, Bur- Burnley's only one game behind Arsenal, and they've got a game in hand, or they're one point behind Arsenal with a game in hand. So, and, and their their commercial revenue is about two hundred million pounds a year less. It's about it's about a party. It's a couple parties left. 
less than uh, Burnley. It, no, no, it's like two matches of gate revenue. Ah. And oh. they make Burnley makes six million in in uh, game day revenue, six million, and Arsenal makes several times that. It's gross. Arsenal oh. are gross. And fortunately, there's not any fans in the stadium, and there are a bunch of games coming up in the next uh, two weeks here. So uh, went ahead and uh, threw out some interesting uh, pickums here. Got some, uh, you know, we, we've probably said that United and Liverpool are the big winners so far after the international break heading into uh, the end of 2020, but some big games in the next two weeks. We've got Leicester United coming up, Charles. What do you think, Lester? Yeah. Up and down. Um, wait, wait, Skip, what are the standings in Pick'em? You forgot. Well, <laughs> I don't, you know what? how that Eric, works. The moderator just glides on by real, real quick, like a piece of 10 running down the pitch. Well, you know, you're only up seven now, Eric. You're <laughs> well, at 37. I get, uh, That's only two Good weeks worth. God. That's two weeks of picks. I – personally have moved up in the rankings and I'm tied oh. with Jen for second with Woo! 30 points. Damn it. Scott and Charles at 29 and the fans oh, in last place. <laughs> you guys suck. Your picks are awful. Oh, Eric's did taking you say, a Did you say 29? Yes. I'm only eight points back. Eight Woo! points back. Buddy, baby, it's coming. <laughs> That's like how many points Tottenham are back right now from the lead. So, Alts. Oh, so Eric, yes, you're in the lead. Oh. Scott, you're not even in first place in uh, pick or fantasy even anymore. He is amongst us. It, it, honestly, that started to feel like I was bored up there. Well, yeah, you, you, tri- sure. you triple captain. Sure, triple, you triple captain, captain Harry Kane. Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah. So listen, listen. Oh, it was rough. No, no, I, I'm a process guy, not a results guy. Okay. So Kane. Is that Kane. like, is that like mandatory okay, for okay, fans? Okay, Jimbo. Did you have your players sign a note? Hey, you can't go broke taking a profit. You can't go broke taking a profit. Um, Kane smashes Leicester historically. We had a point to prove. I know he was going to play 90 minutes. It was the right call. It was the wrong out, but he had plenty of chances. It, I stand by the decision. Yeah, well, what else are you going to do? So now Leicester, <laughs> Leicester are going to play United, and, yeah. and they're probably gonna going to going to get crushed. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We I picked three so. draws. Pick three draws. United and Eric, or Eric and Charles pick United. Charles yeah. picking his team for once. Very uh, no, not for once. I picked them three weeks in a row. I always pick United three weeks in a row, and they've won. That's I'm keeping the keeping the streak alive. Um, I'm not nearly as confident about this game as I was uh, our game against Leeds uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, Leicester, Leicester has had kind of up and down weeks lately. Um, you know, there's some weeks where they show out, show up and they look like they deserve to be in the top six. Uh, and then they have other weeks they show up and they look like they deserve to be in 10th or 11th um, hanging out with, uh, uh, I don't know, Arsenal or something. Man, um, too high. Too high for us. Too high. Sorry, 15th, 16th, whatever. Hey, Man City. High. Man City, that's the one. They're the ones in 10th or 11th, exactly. And Vardy um, picked up yeah. a, a knock, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't I honestly really? believe that that's going to make him miss the game. He left. He came out early. I think he, he tweaked his uh, groin a little bit, but um, I think they took him out for precautionary reasons, um, and I think he will start against United, so look for, look for him to be in play in that game. Um historically I would be shocked if he didn't start knowing I would the be, significance of the game 
I would be shocked oh. if he didn't leave Maguire's pants on the ground somewhere to score a goal. Just with like Maguire coming from Leicester and how anonymous right. he was against Spurs. Yeah. So Maguire is going to be like Dyer, Maguire, Dyer, both on the floor when goals are scored. Just, I, I don't think Vardy's going to foul Maguire. Yeah. Scott, Scott, just roll back to our last game against Leicester and, and, and look at the results and, and we'll talk about Maguire versus Vardy. Um, if anything, Madison is going to be the one that, uh, that, that unhinges United, um, his opportunity. I mean, United have proved that they do two things really poorly and that's Mark in the box, uh, and, uh, prevent people from shooting from distance. And, and, um, so realistically the, those are the going to be Lester's two biggest opportunities to score. Um, and, and I think, I think Madison probably pulls one in the question uh, of all questions is what offense shows up for United. Uh, if they play like they did against Leeds, um, look for look for some really great things. McTominay is probably going to be out. He injured himself right at the end of the game against Leeds, but Pogba did not play a single minute. Uh, we also play Everton tomorrow uh, in the uh, Carabao oh. Cup, so um, I'm, I'm not look. I don't think a lot of the regular starters will will start that game. Maybe a few. Um, but I think Pogba maybe get run out then. But I think Pogba starts against Leicester. And if Pogba, like I said, if his consistency continues, all right, and if if Rashford and and Martial and possibly Greenwood decide that they actually want to score, you know, goals, Leicester have no chance, no realistic chance. I mean, we will score more goals than they will. But that's a, the giant question mark for that game. So well, I still put United on top two one. Well, there's a, a couple of matches that are maybe game changers in the pick'em here. Um, so Wolves versus Spurs. Everybody but Scott, shockingly, picked Spurs. We've got uh, Arsenal, Chelsea. Everybody picked Dart. Nope. Nope. Nobody picked Arsenal. Everybody <laughs> wait, picked wait, Chelsea. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did Scott by any chance pick a draw? He did. Spurs? How could you pick Spurs to win? We haven't won in several attempts. Wolves have, have looked wolves? about as inept as possible lately. Have you seen Crystal Palace? Have you seen Leicester? Yep. How'd that work against Spurs? Scott, you're due, dude. Calm down. Your guys are going to like calm. eventually. Okay. No, well. He's just trying to justify his laziness in picking draws for every match. <laughs> This Eric, time, actually, I didn't. I feel like I'm, I'm higher on your team than you are. Like, this is well, that, that is the Spurs mantra. <laughs> One more episode like this, we'll have Mad Scott and Mad Eric, too. No, I don't get, I don't get mad. I just I sulk. That's what I do. He, ju- yeah. he just drinks Michelob Ultras. Well, most of the time, it's actually Tito's. If you're listening, Tito's, mm-hmm. I, I love your vodka. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm moving into a new house. I have yet to unpack the Tito's. So it is my culture tonight, yes. I'm more of a deep Eddie fan, but that's okay. Eric, who'd you pick in uh, the City Everton game? Oh, City, like 5 0, of course. You think City's going to do it? Yeah, I do. So Everybody else. But all all jokes aside, it's not 5 0. All jokes aside, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a really, really tough match. Um, I think Everton's just getting a little bit more fit now at the right time. Um, City's not the juggernaut they, they once were. They're not going to smack them three or four nil. I honestly think, to be, all jokes aside, I think City will take it at a, you know towards the last third of the game, maybe like a two one by a two one count. If Luca Dean was healthy, this might be a match. Has anybody heard what's going on with Hummus? He's hurt. I mean, like, thank. I think he's got an. Uh, thanks, new, Skiff. He's got a reveneer. Uh, and then we've got uh, Southampton versus uh, West Ham an interesting game here Scott Uh, 
who'd you pick? You did you pick a draw on that again? I I can never pick the bubble blowers. Can't do it. <laughs> Give me the fight. Southampton game. That's Southampton be so good. Honestly, fighting, I'll, fighting Saints. Outside of the Leicester United game, that Southampton West Ham game is probably going to be the best other the next the next best game to watch um, as far as teams. First of all, Liverpool. Uh, like, who did you guys like? I don't want to say anything inappropriate. Who did you guys pay off to uh, to get a, such an easy Christmas slate? West Brom and Newcastle on back to back days. Oh, I I got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an admission oh, wait, here. Oh, wait, I saw your game against Fulham. Never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an admission right. here. I complained. Oh, that's why it's on my list. I, I, I saw it. I complained a lot about fixture congestion, and oh, all the yeah, games are gonna right. play. And I cried and I whined like a little girl. No offense to any women listeners. Um, you are strong, independent people. That was a bad analogy, yeah, but <laughs> our walk it back. Walk it back. Walked it back. <laughs> but you mentioned smallpox. That's a win. But, <laughs> Manchester United has the most brutal schedule. They play what? Tomorrow? They play Saturday. They go ahead and play again on the 29th. Then they play on the 1st. Friday. And then they have a little bit of a break. But your schedule sucks. Ours is really easy. We have no Carabao Cup. I'm not complaining anymore. There's no more complaining about schedules. No more complaining about injuries. I'm done. I'm done you with tanked. it. I've given now, it up. For now. You tanked for the Carabao Cup, which was smart. <laughs> it was the smartest move possible. Are you, are you looking at it right now? Like, isn't ours the same? Um, you guys play on, um, I think, the 26th also? No, you play. So you play the 27th, and then you play oh. the 30th. Yeah, so your schedule yeah, sucks, tomorrow, too. Yeah, and then you play again on the second. second. Your schedule, yeah. both of y'all's schedule really sucks. 22nd, 30th, 2nd. Thank you, yeah. Premier League. Thank you, you guys, for that gift of Christmas. That is what I asked for. That's why I asked come, Jose come to rotate. Come January, Liverpool's schedule gets harder because we have at Southampton, then home against Burnley, home against United. Then this is a tough stretch, 27th at Tottenham and 30th at West Ham. Two away games in the span of four days? Jeez. It'll be tough. We got two yeah. games in three days. Yeah. The, Eric, no. I'm shutting this down. No more complaining about schedule. It's all even. It all works out. I'm just happy so, we're healthier now. Uh, now that you're in first place. We'll make now sure that we're that, back on top, baby. We'll make sure that Mane gets a 30-yard deflected goal <laughs> off Alderweireld's Achilles in January. Don't worry. We appreciate it. And you probably still don't have fans in your stadium because you're tier four now. You guys can't uh, stop the COVID spread in London. It's so weird. It feels like every match we play is at the Emirates. It's just bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's almost home. I mean, Uh, at least you get to sleep in your own bed. Honestly, lately, the Emirates does feel like home. (laughs) You are their daddies right now. Uh, So so we picked... uh, And their grandpas and their mamas. (laughs) So we went ahead and picked three. The Liverpool fans uh, picked Danny Ings' team to win. Charles picked West Ham. Scotty the body with a draw. Um, and then, like I said, complete city win. So big week of results coming up uh, here in the Premier League. Excited. A lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's kick it over to Eric real quick for a recap on the fantasy 
Eric? Yeah, we got some real uh, drama at the top of the table this week, as we alluded to earlier in the, uh, in the podcast. Uh, so we're going to go with uh, the manager, or the, the, the side name, the manager, the weekly total, and the, the, um, the yearly total. So in fifth place, we have Blues Balls, managed, <laughs> managed by Ryan Coda. He had, a, he had a whopping 103 points in one week. I can never. Uh, I don't know how he does Killed it. it. With uh, 832 total points, then uh, number four, the special one managed by Gonzalo Ablando. He had 70 points this week for 854 total. Um, Scott slumping down, much like the Spurs, to third position with Well Hyung, five ATB, 56 points for this week with 865 total. Whiteheart Kane, managed by Thomas Soligarier, had 87 points this week for 876 total. And the new number one person is Sushant Mane managing Inkhart. He had 75% or 75%, 75 points for game week 14 with a total of 882 points for the season. Wow. Lots, lots of games. Make sure you get your uh, fantasy lineups uh, set appropriately so you don't miss out. Do not for triple the... captain Harry Kane this week. <laughs> or do. I mean, maybe this is or, week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say for the, I think the fifth time this season, easily the fifth or possibly the sixth time this season, I came in third in the points, on the weekly points. It's, You're making it's progress. Really, it's really getting disgusting. Like I want, I just want to take first again. And it's, yeah, every time it's like all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, randomly, I forgot to put this person in and he didn't play. And the person on the bench has 12. So now I shoot above you. Damn it. What's, uh, what's crazy is for the month of uh, December, Jennifer Morgan, our own Jay Morg, so far, second place in the month of December points wise. So she's uh, having the best nice. month of all of us so far. Nice. Charles, you're in, uh, you're in fourth. I'm running in sixth and hold on. Let me scroll down. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Still scrolling. Scott 15th, much like Spurs in a December slump. Sorry about that, bud. Sorry. Right. I like, I actually really like my team right now. I made some changes. Um, Get some squad yeah. depth in there. Actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I like it right now. It's a good setup. So will, after will, after Christmas, we will have another where we can like completely redo our thing, right? Yeah, you'll have the opportunity to play the wild card again. Yes, that's uh, what it's called. Yeah, so be Ooh, sure to use okay. those well, uh, use those chips wisely uh, to uh, gain the maximum amount of points out of them. And uh, and also, I mean, the main thing uh, I, that I can't stress enough over this holiday period is know when the game weeks begin and know when the game weeks end and all that great stuff for the transfers um, because you want to be able to get um, your players in and out. I know a couple people <clears throat> that waited forgot about this, but this past week didn't, didn't change their lineup or anything. Manny. 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 <clears throat> Manny. Well, no, I was going to say, so it's the day after Christmas, early, early, early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So just do it on Christmas. I mean, Take that. Take some time away from uh, from the holiday holiday dinner and the family Perfect. members you 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 may or may not be hanging out with, and uh, and spend an hour and change your team because um, let's spend let's face five it, your minutes. Team's, your team's probably not that good. Yeah, so. it's gonna run. Uh, you've got to have it set before Christmas, and then you have to have it set on the twenty sixth, and then you'll have to have it set again on the twenty eighth. And then again on the 31st. So lots to manage. Big period managers coming into play here. I, I just wasn't. The crown was too heavy. You know. It's okay. It you know what? Heavy. You're letting a little people the, the feel bottle like they of can crown? compete. It's okay. Kept it's slipping okay. off the bald head. You know, couldn't <laughs> stay up there. It's a lot of lotion. 
So, okay, that got really weird really quick. So, for those of you who have Speaking of weird, Dylan, how about uh, what in the world of football? Hang on, Jen's got um, something. She's got something. Konza and um, what's his name? The guy that looks like the guy from Magic Mike. Um, <laughs> Which one? Oh, we, okay. we made things I'm weird. proud that I did not know that. Right. Okay, one so or Ross two. Barkley, yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. He was in both. Um, so Ross Barkley are both supposed to be back in training. So for those of you who may have them in your... Uh, as, as you were asking, yeah. So anyway. That's good. That's good. I could use him back. That'd be nice. Yes. Okay. Uh, I could get rid of Rob Holding, who got me a go. negative one this week. That was Ooh. great. Wasn't he on your bench and he got played because you had an injured player? <laughs> His council was out. I got. I went from a zero to a negative one. That was. That was. Don't forget better. to manage your bench players in the order that you think that they should go in because the bench player, the first bench player, goes and, in and, the first and place. Holding, holding sat in front of somebody who scored eight. <laughs> So I, oh, I had a nine-point yeah. swing there that I could have. Oh. Mm, womp womp. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Lots so of time Eric, left. Lots now. of time left in the fantasy season. <laughs> Eric, what what do you got now? Uh, moonwalking? No, uh... Uh, no. Unfortunately, something serious. And usually, I clown around with this kind of thing. But now is a. I thought a good time as ever to to really take the take the holiday season to really um, be thankful for what you have. Um, a League One club, their FC Lorient, after um, their game Sunday night, their match was a 3-0 home defeat to Rennes at the Stadio du Monsour. Um, the grounds crew, what they do over there, at least, I don't know how common this is amongst, uh, you know, Premier League sides, but they also have some of their post-game duties is to clean up the, the pitch, and they have a, a, what they call a, a grow light, which I wouldn't know anything to do with that, but the grow light apparently has sunlight, warms the field, and keeps the grass healthy. And so they're setting it up, and the players are still kind of in the, the, the changing room, uh, you know, uh, changing into their clothes to go home. And all of a sudden, there's screams in the empty stadium. And I guess one of those, uh, one of those lights fell on a guy who's working on it. Unfortunately, he, uh, he passed away. So uh, oh, wow. it is in – yeah, it is in League One. Um, the the uh, club had a couple of different statements, and they had a funeral with everybody attending. So he was a father of three, and uh, he was 38 years old only, and a lot younger than I am. And – and really loved his job, and he was a just good employee and loved FC Lorient to the to the bottom of his heart. It was just a freak accident. So, like I said, this holiday season, just be sure – I clown all the time. I know we all do about, about different stuff and soccer and sports and stuff. But just be thankful for, for who you have in your life and your family. Uh, you never know when it's going to end. So, that's what I have. Yeah. And we, we'd be remiss if we didn't shout out Marcus Rashford again, you know, just one more time for this year. He, he won the – PFA Merit Award for all the work he did with COVID and kids. So, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, but, you know, football is a great distraction and we're, you know, we're, we're blessed to, to be able to watch these players uh, play. Yeah. I say this, uh, he's a shining example of what, what we would love for more people in powerful positions to use their, uh, you know, use their platform for, and um, he's done great work and, and I can only hope that he continues. If you get a chance, watch the video, hear his story. Um, he's doing great things over, over in, in the UK and uh, we hope that continues. So, he invited uh, Boris Johnson, right? For a drive around did. Manchester yeah. to see what, what life is like, like for yeah. what, it, what, what the, the real people live with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's exactly what great, you need. Great people, human with being. A, people with a platform need to, uh, I agree. Stand up. 
shout out to that young man uh, across across all the fans across all the players uh, all over the world just a a great great footballer and great human being yeah huge round of applause from everybody so we want to thank all of you um obviously this this holiday period gives us a great chance to reflect and uh, we're all extraordinarily thankful for what we have um and we enjoy putting this podcast out there for you guys uh, we hope that we to hear from you in the in the next couple of weeks and in the, the new year regarding your team, what you want to hear, what you want to see from us, um, anything that you like, anything that you dislike. Um, we, we're super happy to have as many fans as we do. And we would love to uh, obviously love to grow this and, and continue to do this uh, for as long as we possibly can. So thank you all. And uh, we will see you all next week.